Good afternoon, and welcome to From Where We Are. I'm Jack Waterman, coming to you live from Studio B in USC's Annenberg Media Center. And I'm Nick Liston. From Where We Are brings you stories of news and culture through the lens of USC and Southern California. It's Monday, October 24th, 2022, just one week away from Halloween. On today's show, why you should vote. Anything that is in your world and matters to you, the first and best thing you can do is to vote. Anti-Semitism right here in LA following Ye's Twitter rants. With Kanye West, you're talking about somebody who has more than twice as many followers on social media as there are Jews in the world. Uh, that, that carries a lot of weight. And with Diwali starting tonight, we take a look at how the Trojan community is celebrating. All that and more after these news headlines. Rishi Sunak is set to be sworn in as the next Prime Minister of the UK. His appointment comes after former Prime Minister Liz Truss resigned after just 44 days in office. Sunak, whose parents emigrated to the UK from the Punjab region of India in the 60s, will become one of the youngest and the first person of color to lead the country. It is the greatest privilege of my life to be able to serve the party I love and give back to the country I owe so much to. Pfizer will be quadrupling, holy moly, the price of their COVID vaccine. The pharmaceutical company will be increasing the price of the vaccine from $30 to about $130. This also comes out to be a 10,000% markup to its production cost of $1.18. Wow. Um, on more unfortunate news, a gunman killed a 61-year-old woman and a 16-year-old girl in St. Louis, Missouri. Seven others were injured, and the suspect was killed by police. National math test scores had their largest drop on record this year, according to the National Assessment of Educational Progress. The organization found that 8th graders' math proficiency scores dropped by 7 percentage points, compared with 2019. Some experts argue that this is due to the online learning brought by the pandemic. Beaches and Marina del Rey will remain closed till Wednesday after a 700-gallon sewage spill upstream. The discharge occurred in the View Park, Windsor Hills area and made its way into the Bologna Creek, which leads into Marina del Rey. Water samples have to be analyzed for two days so that the city can give the go on reopening. And finally, don't forget, today is the last day that you can register online to vote in California for the midterm elections. But don't worry, after today, you can still register at polling locations or your local county election office until election day. And those were some of today's top news stories. On the topic of midterms, those elections are 15 days away, and we were able to host an amazing conversation on democracy and voting here at Annenberg. Executive producer Valeria Diaz was there. Today at Annenberg, we hosted a discussion on the big truth. What is the big truth, you may ask? It is a clarification to the big lie, and to those non-believers that the 2020 general election was in fact not stolen. Media Center Director Christina Bellatoni hosted Major Garrett, he is the chief Washington correspondent for CBS News. And David Becker, the executive director and founder of the nonprofit, nonpartisan Center for Election Innovation and Research in Washington. If there is one thing you should take away from this book, is that elections are a miracle. Every two years, we come together as a country and we facilitate the voices of over 100 million Americans. 
in a process that's incredibly decentralized. Know that the election officials are doing the job they need to do to get it right rather than get it fast. And be grateful for our fellow citizens, our neighbors, our family members, our friends who are working in elections and are contributing to this miracle of American democracy. The book focuses on the 2020 general election in the United States. It explores the intricate processes that go into running an election, as well as the challenges it may face. They also argue that the last election was, and I quote, the most secure, verifiable, and transparent in American history, end quote. The pair have worked on reviewing elections and U.S. politics for years on major TV networks and other media outlets. But as Becker explains, their presence today on a college campus aims to inform the most powerful generation today. We always talk about young voters. They're kind of the, the, the silent force that can come forward and actually vote in high numbers and change outcomes. And yet every single election, that doesn't happen. And that's been true throughout our history. If young voters participate at the same rate as 50-year-old voters, we would see very different outcomes in all likelihood in the United States. This year's midterm elections will take place on November 8th. The House and the Senate are both up for grabs. And although young voters have been turning up to the polls more in recent years, it is still just one-third of the eligible voter base. And that's even though we're talking about a wide range of major issues. Here is Major Garrett. If you care deeply about climate change, if you care about social justice, if you care about trans rights, gay rights, bisexual rights, anything that is in your world and matters to you, the very best thing you can do the first and best thing you can do is to vote. The ways in which the younger generation thinks and approaches politics and social issues brings hope to Garrett. There is a tremendous sense of communitarian spirit in this generation. And they're constantly asking themselves, what works in our country? What works collaboratively? What works with cooperation across party lines, across races? Elections are one of those things. They're a beautiful representation of all of these inclinations, collaboration, cooperation, cross-party, cross-race, cross-neighborhood. They really are a great thing America does. It is up to young people to decide the future of the many issues we hold dear to our hearts. David Becker says this next Congress will make decisions that will affect your life. They're going to be appointing judges who are going, or, or uh, approving judges who come in and hear cases about those issues. And the one way that you can make sure that you have no say in those things is to not vote. And um, now we're likely going to see low voter turnout. I would love to be surprised amongst young people. I would love to be surprised by an unexpected wave of young people showing up and voting. So surprise them. Go vote on November 8th and show the future what this generation is really made of. For Annenberg Media, I am Valeria Diaz. Yeah, elections, I mean, when you think about it, they are they are pretty cool, giving everyone a, a chance to go out and, and decide what they want for their future. Are you going to be voting in, in the upcoming election? Absolutely. As Valeria has mentioned, it's so important for younger generations to go out and vote. It makes a big change in our community and hopefully our future. Yeah. Are you voting? Jack? I'll be voting too. All right. Incidents of anti-Semitism have been on the rise over the past year, and a recent incident of hate in Los Angeles has shocked the city. Solvin Barthel has more on this story. Drivers on the 405 freeway in Los Angeles last Saturday were shocked to see a hate group standing on an overpass, 
performing Nazi salutes and hanging a banner saying Kanye is right, in reference to the controversial influencer's recent anti-Semitic rants on social media. These incidents follow West's hateful rants on Twitter, which resulted in his suspension from the platform about two weeks ago. Rabbi Dove Wagner leads USC Chabad. He knows that anti-Semitism is an age-old problem, but today, social media can amplify hate on an unprecedented scale. With Kanye West, you're talking about somebody who has more than twice as many followers on social media as there are Jews in the world. Uh, that, that carries a lot of weight. Uh, when you've got somebody so prominent saying horrible things online, that makes the crazy person who's, who's doing Nazi salutes on, uh, on the 405 feel more comfortable, feel supported, as you saw in the, in the rhetoric they used was about Kanye being right. Also last weekend, flyers spreading hateful anti-Semitic conspiracy theories were found around Beverly Hills and Bel Air. The same group that hung the banners is responsible for the flyers, according to the Anti-Defamation League. The hate group has also spread flyers elsewhere in the Los Angeles area on an almost weekly basis. Celine Masjedian, a student at Loyola Marymount University, noticed the flyers on her morning walk around her neighborhood. She says she was shocked, but didn't report the incident to law enforcement. I wasn't really sure what to do. I did pick up as many as I could. I put them in the garbage. Um, I haven't seen any more, but I didn't report it, no. It didn't even cross my mind to contact law enforcement because I felt that, you know, I don't even know if this is um, something they could deal with. The Los Angeles and Beverly Hills Police Departments said they were investigating the distribution of these flyers. Rabbi Wagner hopes that those responsible for spreading these hateful messages will be prosecuted. What I do think is important is that law enforcement recognize that if these things are allowed to pass un, uh, unchallenged, they, they do inevitably escalate into something worse. And uh, I think it is really important for people to be aware of, uh, of the history of how words have led to violence so many times in the past, so many times in our history, even here in the United States in, within the last few years. While law enforcement has been helpful, the extent of their response is limited says Los Angeles Regional Director of the Anti-Defamation League, Jeffrey Abrams. Unfortunately, law enforcement, prosecution is not going to be either the way out of this problem or certainly not the sole solution. It really comes down to the people. There's no question that there are far more people of good faith, far more people who care about their, their fellow hu human than these perpetrators of hate. So we, the numbers are in our favor. So we need to use those numbers in our favor. Abram says that a recent ADL study shows that anti-Semitism surged by 34% in 2021, with a 28% increase in the Los Angeles area. It appears to be rising further in 2022. For Annenberg Media, I'm Sullivan Barthel. I'm Jack Waterman. And I'm Nicholas Dinn. It's 11 minutes past the hour. We're glad you're with us for From Where We Are. Coming up, USC student organizations celebrate Diwali and a look into Taylor Swift's new record-breaking album. You're listening to From Where We Are. I'm Nicholas Din. And I'm Jack Waterman. Happy Diwali. Today, we celebrate the Hindu religious festival, often known as the Festival of Light. It lasts for five days and symbolizes the victory of light over darkness. 1.5 million lanterns 
lanterns were lit across India on the first day of the festival. Here at USC, student organizations are keeping up with their traditions. Donnie Asifa has more on how students are celebrating Diwali. One common tradition is the lighting of special clay lamps known as diyas. These lamps, which are usually placed at temples, houses, and rivers, light up the night and complement the colorful decoration on homes. The holiday is celebrated by people wearing traditional colorful attire, gathering and exchanging gifts with loved ones. Stunning lights and fireworks are a big component of Diwali. The holiday spans five days and celebrates the arrival of the Hindu New Year. We spoke with the presidents of the Hindu Student Organization and the USC, Southern California, Hindu Americans about how they are celebrating. The president of the Hindu Student Organization, Prasant Reddy, says here at USC, they welcome everyone to celebrate Diwali. So we'll be starting with the uh, traditional Hindu prayer to Goddess Lakshmi, following which we have few cultural performances and few performances from um, teams such as Kazan Taiko from Japan and uh, a team from UCLA is joining us too to perform a Punjabi dance. So we uh, are going to have all those cultural performances. And in Hinduism, there's one saying which we all follow called Vasudeva Kutumbakam, meaning the entire world is your own family. So irrespective of culture, ethnicity, and religion, they're all your family. So combining them into a single roof is the main uh, thought process behind any Hindu principles. That's reinforced by Ashish Kumar, a leader of the USC Southern California Indo-Americans. And we are planning to have some cultural performances followed by dinner uh, at Bowad Auditorium on 30th. So our chief guest is going to be the Consulate General of uh, India at SF office. So he'll be coming and we'll be celebrating uh, Diwali function together. Both student organizations are hosting events for Diwali on October 30th. Despite no USC-sanctioned events for the holiday, student organizations still feel supported and are carrying out their own celebrations. Here again is Prasant Reddy. I guess the student organizations themselves are doing a, a pretty good job at celebrating the Indian festivals and bringing out the Indian culture. And the university has been pretty uh, helpful and supportive when it comes to funding or providing the venue for celebrations. So um, they are very supportive of uh, the Indian and the Hindu heritage. There are worlds to be discovered for the first time or remembered. Here's Ashish Kumar. So that we followed is home away from home. We see so many students coming from India every year, every semester. So we just want to give them that uh, thing that they feel that they are home. For Annenberg Media, I'm Donnie Safa. Yes, 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 the wait is finally over, and what an exciting week for Swifties it has been. The 11-time Grammy winner released her 10th studio album on Friday at Midnight, which was appropriately named Midnight's. In true Taylor Swift fashion, release night was full of surprises, Easter eggs, and some tears, happy and sad. Whether you're a fan or not, there's a good chance you have something to say about the country-turned, pop-turned, folk-rock-turned, pop-again singer. Meredith McCabe produced this report. Midnight's is already topping charts. It quickly broke Spotify's record for the most stream album in a single day. Fans stayed up throughout the night awaiting the release of her 13 songs, and if you're a Swifty, you'll know that Swift's favorite number is 13, and as fans would have you convinced, the singer doesn't do anything by accident. 
we talked to Grace O, a freshman communication major who's been listening to the album on repeat. And I really did like it, like Maroon is my favorite song right now. Swift surprised fans at 3 a.m. by releasing seven more songs. She wrote on Instagram that whereas her first 13 songs signified the intensities of, quote, that mystifying mad hour, the seven additional tracks provide a glimpse into her journey in finding that magic 13. The singer released her first album, a series of country songs about love and heartbreak, in 2006. Since then, she has broken records, performed in sold-out stadiums, and re-recorded some of her old music in a move to take ownership of the tracks. Despite her genre-shifting career, Swift has managed to maintain a strong fan base, 229 million followers on Instagram, to be precise. Here's Sol Yu, a junior political science and communication major. I think more than anything, like, we kind of grew up with her, the audience that she currently has, like, we've seen her, like, really progress through the genres, and we're trying to, we just eat up everything that she puts out. International relations and global economy major Zahar Raja attributes Swift's success to the quality of her songs and her ability to relate to listeners. I think she's really relatable to a lot of women, and I think... So much of her message is female empowerment and being as authentic as she can to herself. The genuineness of her lyrics, I feel like, draws a lot of people in. While Swift is most well-known for her breakup songs, often alluding to one of her famous exes, Midnight's explores topics like self-hatred and a commentary on scheming fans. For some, this was a welcome change. Esquire called the album her, quote, most revealing music yet. Did you hear my covert narcissism? Like disguises altruism, like some kind of consciousness. Grace O, freshman communication major, talked about the success of Midnight's in relation to the evolution of the music industry. I think because it's all about like change and how we're becoming more like open-minded about different type of music, we're like exploring new genres. So I feel that artists as well are going through this change. Mm-hmm. So as they are like adapting, we are also adapting, so it's kind of like a mutual thing. Whereas the shift was a welcomed one for many, Entertainment Weekly called it a, quote, dreamy return to pop, the genre and so-called overproduction was too much for others. Nostalgic for Swift's slower, folksy, evermore in folklore, the Daily Beast called her latest album, quote, shockingly dull. However, if you are in fact a fan of Midnight's, the thrill of a new album isn't over yet. Tune in to The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon for an interview with Taylor Swift tonight. And if you're ready for a second late night, get ready for another music video release tomorrow at midnight Eastern. For Annenberg Media, I'm Meredith McCabe. You gotta admit that even after all this time, she sure knows how to make an album. Did you listen to it? No, I did not. Oh my gosh. All right. That's what we're doing after the show. And that's all we have time for on today's From Where We Are. Valeria Diaz and Meredith McCabe produced today's show. As well, we had help from Edward Lifson, Anjali Patel, Natalia Osuna, Sophia Hammerly, and Eric Ye. Derek Renfro composed our theme music, and Benjamin Pop runs our soundboard. Our show streams live on YouTube at Annenberg Radio News. Subscribe to From Where We Are, as well as ARN Stories on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Annenberg Radio. I'm Jack Waterman. And I'm Nicholas Din. From all of us at Annenberg Radio, wherever you are, we hope you'll join us again for From Where We Are. And elections, Diwali and Taylor Swift all in one week. Pretty exciting, huh? October is jam-packed. See ya.